At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It at Home. Hey guys, welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. I am Sarah Bivens and here with me is my husband, Matthew Bivens. Hello, beautiful. What's going on? Feeling great. We uh, got back from a run not too long ago. Well, I ran. You didn't run. I hung out with baby Maya because she's still healing up. And thank you, everyone, for all the love and support and healing vibes sent our way. This yeah. whole Bivens household as we've done our grand immune system upgrade of 2018. I think we are on the other side of the upgrade. I think it is complete. I think the bar that says loading is now finished. So uh, I think we're all out of it. And uh, Maya... Feeling better. Everybody's feeling... Uh, upgraded yes yes so this time last week when we were recording we hadn't gone to the doctors yet so actually we recorded last week's episode and then the next day our butts were in the pediatrician with maya because things were just not getting better and her demeanor was off she had a fever and so it was actually ended up it ended up being a ear infection and some rsv action which i had never heard of before sounds like a car it's just a respiratory virus so anyway we've been healing her and loving on her and uh Anyway, I just wanted to thank everyone for that. And also thank you to those who got in on our fun little competition here on the pronunciation of certain words and a specific word, which we are now pretty clear, Matthew. What is the word and how do you say it? Listen, I'm saying it the way that I say it. What is the word and how do you say it? The word is ancient. Oh my gosh. I hope (laughs) so many people just smack their foreheads right now like I am doing. We have another one, by the way. I I thought of this earlier. I was going to do it too. Is it discount papers? Yeah. Okay. So think about the word for discounts. You get them in the mail. You might clip them. My grandfather (laughs) used to sit and clip those things for hours and ruin every pair of scissors we had. I call those things coupons. And Matthew calls them... Coupons. I'm sorry. Where is the letter Q in the word? We were watching... Okay. I come in here the other day. Where where even... I'll even give you C-U-E. That's not even in there. Okay, just because the, the the way that the letters show up, there's so many words in the English language that don't make sense when you try to but pronounce them phonetically. My, okay, so like a car with two doors. What do you call that? I, I know what you call that. <laughs> See, you're being smart over here now. <laughs> because you I'm got, fueled by my, yeah. my winnings <laughs> and my support out there. So we even went live last week. We did. For those of you who missed, we did an Instagram live and we said the words again. And we got so much fun feedback in that live uh, of people supporting me 
I anyway, got nothing to say. So maybe we'll do another vote. Maybe this is a thing we'll do <laughs> as a fun. Well, I, I said, you know, folks listening should send us words. words and then we see, see how we say them. <laughs> we see who says them correctly. All right. So this one, this round is coupon versus coupon, guys. Coupon is Matthew and coupon is me, Sarah. So yeah. when I post about this episode, I will also include a note there to vote on your your. And we'll do another live and... I have no shame. I'll put myself out there in the way that I pronounce words and we'll see. I want to comment that you, I know that you have no shame, but then you were also a pitifully sore loser. You Wait have a to you were very salty and sassy in our live. Calling me a sore loser, like that is that's harsh in Why all is that harsh? Okay, fine. I'll there's not that. there's no pouting, there's no anger. You are being me a little a little playing along. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> When have you ever experienced me to be a sore loser? No, I haven't. I haven't. Thank you. You're right. Okay. You were playing (laughs) along and stuff, but you were definitely like. Okay. I am a sore loser in rock, paper, scissors to see who has to clean poopy diapers. Because you win 99% of the time. (laughs) And partners and and fathers, if you're listening, all of this is my strategy that Sarah doesn't know about, about to continue to boost her up to be an amazing person by me consistently failing and losing at things. It works. You're so brave, Matthew Bivens. <laughs> Thank God for you. Okie dokie. Uh, Want to dive in to today's episode? Yeah, I think we, we chit-chatted long enough? enough. Okay, cool. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So this comes to us from listener request as well. We did um, our last episode on postpartum for dads which was great i thought that was a really awesome episode that was a listener request and so is this one and this has to do with learning more or this is what the person said i'd love to learn more about dealing with the fear and anxiety of if something goes wrong for myself so this is for mama for husband or birth partner or partner and our family So that's the request thrown out there to talk about this concept of, you know, what if something goes wrong? And I'm guessing this this fear or this question that comes up is coming from multiple angles. So it could be within you, yourself, as you decide your birth strategy. And if that's home birth, what if something goes wrong? It could be coming from your partner. It could be coming from close friends. And it can be coming from extended and beyond. That's probably where a lot of it's going to come from. You know, the people that aren't even in your intimate space and aren't going to be a part of the birth but still want to throw their two cents in there because well, they're helping you out <laughs> especially people who, who aren't pro home birth right they're that's definitely what gonna... they fixate on i mean that's the first thing that your mom said when we told her we were having a home birth 
Yeah, I don't know if it was the absolute very first thing, but it was definitely in the in the round of first things she said. She said she said you would be dead. Well, you yes, that's here. what I'm saying. She didn't say exactly what if something goes wrong, but it was no, all but what if something was, goes wrong. It was about mentality. what if something yeah. went wrong. Yeah, it absolutely was. It was I can't support this. This yeah, is selfish. Yeah. Um, yeah, she said I wouldn't have survived if I was a home birth baby, which, by the way, is not true. Learning what I yeah. know now because um, I had the cord around my neck and first home birth movie we watched from yeah. our midwives. Cord. Oh, Slipped just it right off. Yeah. unwrapped it. And there we go. But all, all of this is to say like those feelings are natural yes gonna, you know whether they're coming from you or your partner or your family or whoever like their their feelings and their emotions and their questions that you know it's 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 okay to have them yes and i absolutely experienced them i i experienced them maybe more than you sarah because initially i was not for home birth and you know it took me kind of getting with myself and doing some research and um you know all of that stuff for me to really get on board and what I love about this topic today is that last weekend, I actually had a, a, a conversation with a listener, a father who listens to the show, he and his wife, and he had some questions to me because they're preparing a home birth in April. And some of the very first questions were about, what if something goes wrong? And how do you, you, know, how do you keep that from creeping in? And how do you remain a strong, powerful partner? So I love that because this is on... This was on my mind. This is on his mind. I know it's on your mind as well. You know, those of you who are listening. So we're going to tackle that today and it's going to be great. That's awesome. That's really cool. And that you did that and had that call, which I think was super yeah. rad. I'm open, by the way. I'm going to go ahead and put this out there like for, for dads and partners. Um, if you want to get perspective from, from me on anything related to home birth, pregnancy, parenting, um, reach out reach out. I, you know, I, I really uh, want to make myself accessible and a resource because, you know, it, I, I think having access to resources and being able to ask questions, it, it helps tremendously. And it really, really helped me. So Sarah, what's the email address to reach us? Hello at diahpodcast.com. Yep. And that's what the other listener did. She reached out to you through that email. Yes, and, and I forwarded it on to you. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, we were on the phone. Mm-hmm. So maybe not a couple of days. It took a little yeah. longer than that. <laughs> maybe a couple of weeks. But we did get on the phone. And um, anyway, I'm available. So I think the most powerful and effective way to approach this, this what if something goes wrong conversation is really focusing on how you are going to handle yourself in the midst of it because we know we can't control what other people say do or think obviously if they are in an open space and willing we can influence through conversation education resources who we're being you know sometimes just if a confident you know i don't give a you know couple is just going about their business people see that and they're like "Mm, well i don't necessarily agree with their decision but they seem to be doing them and they seem to be all right so anyway I the what we're going to talk about in our our kind of suggestions and points around this are really from the viewpoint of how can you approach this in the most powerful way because we're not looking to change people or how they think so maybe that's one of the first steps is if as this conversation comes up really getting with yourself on it and you know what if something goes wrong for me when I think about that question or that statement it's not necessarily the most effective worded statement in my opinion I think there are other ways to get the concern or the curiosity kind of satiated without going to the realm of wrong well we so, know what, but I don't mean to jump in but but you know we know what that means like when someone says what if something goes wrong like 
We know what they're talking Doomsday, about. Doomsday, worst case scenario. Yeah. yeah. Like, what if there's an emergency? Right. What if someone's bleeding? What if something someone's not breathing? Right. What if, you know, and that and then that's I mean for me that's where exactly where my mind And so goes I think a went. way to answer that without having the the emergency and very fearful energy around it are things like what are our contingency plans? How are we going to prepare for possible outcomes? What if, say, X, Y, or Z pops up or we're feeling this way or this goes this way? That, I think, is the more uh, positive, you know, to use a word, approach rather than just what it, because something goes wrong is so vague. So let's it get is. specific. Let's say, what if this does pop up? What if, you know, we go past a certain date and, you know, do we want to be induced? Or what What happens if baby's heart rate starts dropping? What happens if I'm just tired and don't feel like pushing anymore? Don't, you know, those are the more appropriate, I would say, questions to ask rather than just wrong. Because that, how do you, without a very clear vision, that's where you can go into the realms of like, you know, the holy crap kind of um, yeah. land. And, and I think that expressing it as what if something goes wrong is maybe simply how we're expressing it externally. But internally, I know for me, I went to all of those scary places. What if Sarah, what if, what if Sarah's life is threatened? Mm -hmm. What if there's an emergency with Sarah and you know, we're not at a hospital so that it takes too long to get there and Sarah dies. What if, what if something goes wrong with Maya and she, you know, she's still in the belly and she gets stuck and her oxygen goes low and, and we're, and, you know, and the baby dies. Like my, my, I went there right. because that scared the crap out of me. Right. And those were the first things that I thought about, you know, in, in that, in that area of like emergency, life threatening emergency, the first things I thought about when the idea of home birth was introduced. Right. And I think an important note to make here is, you know, let's just like remove wrong for a second. Things popping unexpected or things not planned popping up. That is birth in any setting. It is. Any time, any place. So, you know, these are conversations to have wherever you are planning to birth. You know, your your plans, and I use air quotes around plans, but like your intentions and your vision, you know, anywhere life <laughs> circumstances arise that we are not necessarily thinking are going to happen. So, you know, I just wanted to throw that in there that it's like the, the place doesn't matter. Like birth. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you're having, you know, birth at home or, or a birthing center or a hospital. And then, and then, you know, for me, my retort would be, yeah, but the risk is so much higher at home. I gotcha. And, you know, you know for that, you know, everyone's, everyone's journey is their own and is unique. But where what I've learned and from where I come from with that is, you know, home birth isn't necessarily for everyone. And if you are healthy, not high risk, you know, all of these things that you are a great candidate for home birth, then, then wonderful. And I think if you are not a great candidate for home birth, then maybe home birth isn't for you. And then you don't have to go down that road of more fear and anxiety of what could happen if it's already not maybe the best idea for you. Um, so I don't know where I was going with that. I got a little... Well, you know, that's... So th I think this is honestly a perfect um, question to be posed because I I can remember my conversation. It's still very, you know, fresh in my mind, mm. all the things that I was that I was going through. So, you know, the, 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 the doomsday life and death situations and the emergencies were the first place I went. And then just going back to this idea that 
in my old paradigm, before I had researched and educated myself, I was convinced that home birth had to be riskier. Right. And just what you just said is that no, that's not always the case. That, that not even not even phrasing it that way. That's not the case. Right. That home birth is just inherently riskier than hospital birth. Right. And there's medical reasons and yeah. physical reasons and scientific reasons for it. But what I've also come to learn myself and heard in all of the different stories that we've we've um, told on on the show and the people we've talked to is that in so many cases. The simple fact that because you're at home and you're more comfortable, it allows things to flow and progress in a more healthy, natural way. And then when you remove yourself from the comfortable setting of home and place yourself in an uncomfortable setting like a hospital, where now there's new people, people that you may not know, and there's interventions and things like that, that that sometimes, not all the time, sometimes that slows down the process and creates the situations that then the interventions are needed. And it was that type of research and that type of understanding that I came to that allowed me to be, first of all, to remove this belief that I had that home birth was riskier. And then, like you had said earlier, to understand that no matter where you are, things can happen. And so it's what plans do you have in place for those 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 potential outcomes. Right. And you mentioned it before, contingency plan. So right. do you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah. So with that, you know, how do you deal with the, the fears and anxieties? And that's actually one of my points is to make the plan. And then two steps before that, I would say, or in conjunction with making the plan, is having a powerful support team to maybe assist you in that plan. And again, air quotes are on plan, but we're just going to use the word plan. Um you know, plan A, plan B, plan C. Right. That's what we're talking about. We're saying plan right. A is at home. Plan B will transfer to a, maybe a local hospital, a home birth friendly hospital, or some someone affiliated with your midwife or doula. Plan C, you know, call 911 if you need to. Right. What, it, so that, I mean, you kind of just listed off what ours was. So for those who yeah. aren't familiar, our obvious plan A, have Maya at home. Plan B, with enough time and, you know, not necessarily an emergency, but just a desire or probably a good idea to transfer. We were going to transfer to a hospital about 35, 40 minutes away from our house with our backup OB who we had seen and had an appointment with. And he was very home birth friendly. Anyway, that was plan B and plan C, like, mm, we need to get somewhere quicker or, you know, this is kind of getting into emergency territory. There's a hospital 10 minutes from our house. And that was plan C for us. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, that w- it was, it felt great for me to have those plans. Yeah. To know, it, it, like, it, okay, uh, awesome. bolsters you in your decision and you feel, okay, yeah. you know, this is in place, this is in place and you're, you're proactive, you're a part of the experience. You're not just, all right, we're going to plan this and... I'm not a part of this process and, you know, whatever. It makes you active and in it. And I think with that, just like with anything, what you understand more, you fear less. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, with us, for our plan B to go to the hospital in the city with the home birth friendly doctor, we had driven the route. Mm -hmm. We knew how long it took with no traffic, how long it could take with traffic. We had met with him. We knew that he was affiliated and partners with our midwives. Like there, it was great to know that was there. And then Plan C, we knew where the local hospital was. It's right around the corner, a few miles away. And even though we had heard that they weren't very friendly to home birth families, it was like whatever. You're not going to deny us. Yeah. So we're, you know, if we need to, we'll go there. And then what really, what really helped me 
was in our conversations with with our midwives, learning that, you know, first of all, the, our, our midwives and the ones that you you're probably working with or talking to are so experienced. Yeah, like insanely experienced. I mean, th- these these two women who own the midwifery, uh, where we um, who we worked with, I mean, decades of of you know fifty plus years yes. of experience. They were delivering the children. There's like women three generations. They, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And so they, they, and because of that, they've seen it all. They've seen so many things and they can spot the signs well before they become emergencies. Right. And so they're monitoring everything. They're looking at the mom. And another thing that really helped make me feel more comfortable, I didn't realize this. We went the whole six months of prenatal. And I didn't realize the amount of equipment they brought with them. Right. Yeah. You always mention that. And I think it's a great thing that you always mention it because it's, yeah, they didn't just come. I was talking to a mom about this just the other day. They don't come with like this um, woven basket with like a few towels and some incense and like a drum. You know, it's like they some, have some, uh, some, what is it? Apple cider vinegar. Yeah. And <laughs> some lemon wedges and. You know, like they straight up rolled up in here with like duffel bags, oxygen tank, full of stuff. And I remember, you know, when when they arrived, yeah, they started going through the bags and and just assembling things. And right. I'm, I'm seeing them screwing oxygen in there, and they've got you know medication, and they've got syringes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah, We're about to have like it's cool. The, yeah, it was it was great, and it and it made me feel more comfortable again yeah. because you know I come from a family of a doctor and a nurse. You know, like traditional medicine, Western medicine, like that's what I grew up. My, I spent so much time as a kid hanging out in the ER when my dad did rounds. Like wow. my dad gave me sutures in the kitchen when I would cut my head open. He would just go into the bathroom, pull out his his brown leather bag, sit me down at the table and stitch me up. It's so gnarly. like that's what I was so used to. So then to see these women show up with the same sort of equipment, I'm like, oh man, yeah, it, this isn't... You know, they aren't just chanting and, and like, you know, like, like, like speaking to the gods and, and hoping that things are going to, going to work. Right. Like they know their stuff and they're prepared. Right. And so the, the plan A, B, C contingency plan coupled with these in, incredibly knowledgeable, experienced women coupled with the fact that they bring all this gear and they're so prepared for all these different, you know, scenarios. I felt completely at peace. Yeah. And so with that, you know, having an awesome care provider that you like and is knowledgeable and all that great stuff, having them be a part of your support team and whoever else is on board with you supporting your decision, you know, utilizing them and have those conversations. I think what you just said with the equipment and stuff, if you are feeling some type of way, sit down and be like, hey, can I see all the equipment that you're going to bring and like show show me? Like let's yeah. do a run through of all the stuff that you might need in any of event of whatever. And in that process, I think it's extremely helpful and cleansing and healing to get out the toxins yes. of what you're feeling and thinking. So like, bleh, like literally word vomit it out, talk it out with your partner, write it all out and like burn it in some sort of fashion of, you know, a ceremony to release those fears and anxieties because I don't think any human is expected to completely devoid themselves of fear and anxiety around any situation. We're going to have them. And so how can we just cope with them in a healthy, effective, sustainable way? And to do that, get that out of you, like cut it out, burn it like a forest fire that needs clearing, like just 
do it. And I think you'll feel a lot better. And even if it's that sounds ridiculous in your head, just get it out because it's not going to help you. It is not going to serve when you need all of that powerful energy that you're going to utilize during birth. Like you, you don't have any vacancy for the other stuff. I, I love that. And that came up in my conversation with the other home birth dad. He was talking about some of his fears and I, and I was asking him, you know, what's, what are you, what's your relationship like with your midwives? And he was just saying that it was okay. It wasn't the, the, the greatest. And, you know, quite frankly, that was something that was coming up as an issue. And I asked him, you know, have you asked them questions? Have you, you know, have you talked to them? Have you really asked them the things that are on your mind? And he said, no. And so I think that is that is huge. Like what Sarah was saying, if you have fears, if you have questions, if you have anything that you, if you just think it's a silly, you know, judgment or a doubt, whatever it is, bring it up and talk to them. That's why you have, you know, hour long appointments. You get so much FaceTime with, when you work with midwives, at least that's the experience uh, for us, that you have all of this rich opportunity to really ask them questions because your level of comfort is going to impact and influence the birth. And your level of comfort many times, like Sarah was saying, is contingent upon you getting that stuff out, getting those fears out, asking those questions. And then, you know, especially if, if you're having a hard time creating that, that strong, trusting relationship with your midwives, you know, Give them the opportunity to demonstrate their their experience and expertise by putting them on the spot. You do it. You do it with the doctor. Yeah. You know, it's like you do it with you know your mechanic or something. Ask them questions about different things, but you don't want to do it with the person who's going to be helping you. You know, bring a child into the world. So ask those questions. Don't hold back. Don't hesitate. It's been my experience and our experience that you feel so much better. When you, A, get those fears out, you know, just express them, share them with someone, and B, ask the questions that are bouncing around in your head, no matter how small you think it is, or big, or dumb, or fear-based, whatever. Ask them. Yeah. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's never a good time for your furnace or air conditioner to stop working. But we're honored that for the past 100 years... Atlas Butler customers have relied on us the night before Thanksgiving, the day before their wedding, and even Christmas morning for fast, convenient service. Your trust means everything. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. Atlas Butler is at your service. Call 1-800-FURNACE. And I would say moving out of that, so once you've kind of cleared or in the process of clearing that, consume powerful content. Yes. Have empowering, positive, uplifting conversations about birth. And so if I were to give a couple suggestions there as to like real life tangible things you could do as far as putting yourself in uh, positive spaces and environments, meditate. You know, you, mama, meditate. 
either, you know, with your partner maybe or just by yourself. And meditation, you know, it does not look like you need 20 minutes of complete silence and, you know, time to yourself. You could be meditating while you're walking. You could be meditating while you're brushing your teeth. Your meditation could be 10 deep breaths in the morning. But putting yourself in that space of consciousness and mindfulness and maybe throwing some affirmations in there too about how you trust in your body, you trust in this process, talk to baby. Those are things I mean, on a physical level, are absolutely decreasing your stress. All the healthy hormones are going off when you're doing things like that, reduces blood pressure, all that great stuff. So you're already setting yourself up there with something like meditation. Some sort of activity, huge stress reducer. And, you know, for life events that pop up, I believe how you handle yourself in physical stress is how you're going to handle yourself in emotional stress. So whether that's, you know, wherever you're, exercise relationship is. And of course, depending on how you are in your pregnancy, whether that's just a walk every day or maybe a little bit of a workout, you know, tailored to what works for you, prenatal yoga. I think those are all great things to help cope with that fear and anxiety. And listening to podcasts like this or reading books, like some of the books we've recommended on this show, um, watching empowering uh, documentaries like we've talked about on this show, those are the things to be absorbing during this time if you are interested in you know learning and talking more about birth. Make sure that there are conversations that are going to support you in the path that you're on. Totally. It's so important that you're conscious of your environments, you know, your physical environments, the emotional environments that you're in, the people that you surround yourself with, the conversations they're having, the things that you're reading and consuming, you know, consuming like it could be food, but I'm also talking about consuming information. You really want to be aware of whether or not it's lifting you up or pulling you down. Is it making you feel lighter and more excited and more open and more peaceful? Or is it making you feel more anxious and more frustrated and more scared? And it's it, it's pretty clear. I mean, you you can you could you could guess which one of those is going to help create an amazing, powerful birth. And so it's it's really important. And you know, one of the things that a lot of the moms and 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 partners who we've had on the show have talked about it's really advocating and standing up for yourself because sometimes the disempowering, fear based, judgmental conversations and ideas are coming from people close to you. Sometimes they're coming from friends yep. or family or your coworkers or, you know, who the person who you see at the grocery store all the time who asks you, oh, so where are you having your baby? And you say, oh, we're doing it at home. And they're like, oh. You can see the face, yeah. Oh, that's isn't that unsafe? And you really want to be aware of allowing their fears and energy and their things to be projected onto you. So, It is totally okay to A, not tell people your plans, to B, shut someone down when they are spewing their fear and their, you know, their their judgments on you to just say, hey, not right now, not interested. Gotta go. I gotta pee. Gotta go. And (laughs) and you know what? Moms, if that's hard for you, then then dads and partners, step up. Yes. Step up and and shut that stuff down because it is it's energy and that energy is going to do something. And so you really want to be conscious of that because again, that sort of fear-based energy is going to feed your doubts and it's going to feed your 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 fears and it it's just it's it's going to undermine a lot of the effort 
and the a lot of intentional activity you put in to create a peaceful, happy, healthy birth. So, you know, just really be aware of that because it's it's something that we experienced. Yes. From family. We just talked about the top of the show. Family members were sending us that stuff. So guess what? We didn't talk to them a whole lot about birth planning. No. And that's okay. Talking about other stuff. How's yeah. the weather down there? <laughs> What's going on with, you know, other people in the family? But we didn't bring them the, oh, we just came from the midwife and they said yada, yada, yada. We didn't do that yeah. because we understood where they were at. And we respected it. And we understood what we were willing to allow into our sphere during those really, really precious nine or 10 months. Yeah. Uh, two more points that I want to mention. One hospital transfer or plan B or plan C, whatever pops up and route you do end up going that wasn't necessarily your vision, guess what? That's not a failed anything. I don't believe there's any such thing as a failed home birth that is, I don't even, I, I don't even know what that phrase means. Um, there's no such thing. It's just how the event flowed. So to look at if you do need to go a certain route or women listening who have already had their births and maybe didn't you know, don't feel 100% about how it went. Nothing was a failure. You weren't a failure. That's just it, how, how it flowed. It, exactly, how it flowed. And uh, there's no shame or guilt or anything to be had in that. Um, That's so. so true. And, and it's it's really important to understand that because we can set expectations and we can judge the crap out of ourselves and be so self-critical. Yeah. And... Uh, it's it's sad to like when I see that and when I hear that it 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 does it does something to me because you know what you moms and women are doing out there is amazing it's unbelievable and no matter where it happens you know no matter what the the ultimate outcome is you know there's there's um, just grace and amazing I don't know. I'm getting tripped up over my words, but um, the sentiment is is pretty clear. Yeah. And then the last thing I just want to throw out there is, you know, I think we've said a version of this throughout this conversation, but that which you focus on and give your attention to and give your energy to persists and what is your reality and what is created. So <laughs> building upon everything that we've said, what that means is focus on loving on your body, focus on nourish, nourishing and nurturing yourself, focus on putting those powerful support systems around you, focus on connecting and creating a relationship with baby. Those are the things to put more energy to and will magnify and expand, um, not focusing on the wrong, what could go wrong, because that's just magnifying a problem. Let's move into a more solution-based mm-hmm. conversation when this thing pops up of the what if, you know, yeah. the what if happens. Um, you know, we joke in our business and stuff, like, don't bring me a problem, bring me a solution. So, you know, identify whatever it is that's going on for you, what the perceived problem is, what the perceived fear or anxiety is, get rid of it. Like we said, like, bleh, purge that stuff and then replace it, swap it out with the awesome stuff to, you know, be excited about in birth so much. and birth and beyond. Yeah. Like it is such a joyful, exciting process and experience and really soak it up and enjoy every minute of it. Um, Cause there's no other magical time like it. So that's, you know, focus on that is what yeah. I would say. 
you have anything to add to that? No, you summarized it all well. And uh, I think now's a great time to recap. So you know, let's recap the action items that we recommend you take if you are having questions about, well, what if something goes wrong? Or you know, if you're having fears around, around uh, the emergencies that could happen, let's go ahead and give our action item recaps. Yeah, sure. So what if something goes wrong? First thing to do, rephrase that question, make it more effective, make it more powerful to make your plans or your backups or whatever you want to call them, but make those. Three, identify your fears and anxieties and then get rid of them, purge them. Four, replace those fears and anxieties with powerful content, material, relationships, conversations, all those things. And Five, there's no such thing as a failed anything. So, you know, let that incept into your brain that whatever happens is how it flows and to kind of implement some of that surrender and trust that we talk about a lot on the show. And then six, lastly, that what you are going to focus on and put your energy towards is what's going to be. So keep that in mind when you're in this process and to just enjoy it. Maybe that's like the last, yeah. you know, asterisk throughout all of it. Enjoy it is what I would say. Yeah, enjoy to, it as much as you can. To kind of combat, not even combat, but just heal and uh, release this thing of what if something goes wrong. Yeah. And and I want to share sort of my recap of what I um, shared with the dad I was talking to. Cool. So... Because I think the experience might be a little different for dads and partners. Um, so I think for me, the first thing is if you're having those fears and those doubts and those concerns, understand that it's okay to have them. That doesn't make you a weak partner. It doesn't make you you know, less of a man to say that you're scared. And that's, that's totally fine. So understand that it's okay. And then share them, vocalize them, get them out. And you, you, know, you may not feel 100% comfortable sharing them with your your wife or the you know the mom to be because maybe you believe that that's going to make her even more scared and if that's the case with you find someone else to share them with you know this dad contacted me to share them with me and I think that it's it, we mentioned it earlier it's so important that you get the stuff out you get the stuff out and then after you've you've gotten it all out I think it's a, an amazing opportunity for you to replace you know now you have now you've got the uh, a space. Replace it with what you intend. What's your intention behind the birth, you and your partner? What's your vision? What would you like to see happening? You know, when when the, the labor begins or when the pressure waves begin, what do you want to do? Do you want to go out to for a meal? Do you want to watch a movie? Like literally map out as soon as, as, as it starts, map out the rest of that afternoon, the rest of that day, the rest of those hours and create your plan. Then release your plan because... It may not go that way and be okay with that. Then I think it comes in with what Sarah and I talked about, creating those contingency plans in case things do take a turn because, you know, it's birth and that can happen. So create your plan A, your ideal, your plan B, your backup, and your plan C, the backup to the backup. Then I think it's really great for you to have your support team and the midwives or whoever you work with can be part of your support team. So, you know, make sure that, that you've got them nailed down if you are working with midwives or doulas, ask them questions. Come to them with your concerns. Come to them with your thoughts. And, you know, use them because they're, they're, they're powerful people, they're experienced, and they're there to support you to create this ideal experience for you. 
So then once you've created your plan and you've got your, your team in place, I think now is the time to just kind of like what Sarah was saying, you know, focus on creating some, some empowering conversations and, you know, reading some empowering things and just surrounding yourself with things that are going to make you feel good and excited about the upcoming birth. And, you know, whether it's listening to podcasts or watching, you know, movies and documentaries. And I, I would say with the documentaries and movies that you're watching, make sure that there there isn't a uh, uh, an agenda to them to stick it to a certain way of doing things. Because we've watched some where it was very clear there was an agenda to it. Choose the ones that are truly about empowering empowerment and, and showing that awesome side of birth. Because they're out there. And then... The rest is sort of left up to to the universe. The universe. <laughs> yeah, because things are going to go the way they're going to go. And just understand that, you know, you're going to show up powerfully, you know. And no matter what happens, you're going to be able to handle it. Both of you will be able to handle it. And, um, you know, just just get that alignment in place with your partner and, and go from there. And so that's, in summary, what I shared with the home birth dad and what would have been fantastic for to have been shared with me. <laughs> hindsight. Yeah, in hindsight. So um, I wanted to give that recap as well. Very cool. High five, Matthew. Great job. Bam. So if you have any questions about what we talked about here or you you know want some more specific details on any of the suggestions that we gave, reach out. I think we've made it clear by now that we're pretty accessible. Uh, and we answer every single email that comes through. Uh yeah, we want to hear from you. So you can reach out to us at hello at diahpodcast.com. Shoot us an email. You can connect with us on Instagram at diahpodcast. You could drop us a DM or a comment or something. If there are other listener requests for topics, you can see now this is our second one. So we are giving you what you want, what you say, what you tell us you want. Um, we want to know more of that. So please, you know, send us your requests for future topics or people you'd like on the show, types of birth stories you'd like on the show. Love to hear that. I mean, this is all of us co-creating this podcast together. So we want to hear from you. And I want to read real quick a listener review from the week, if oh, you're cool. cool with that. So our review of the week, it comes to us from Ashley Ramos 13. And it says, love, love, love. I randomly stumbled upon Matthew and Sarah's podcast yesterday, and I'm so glad I did. They're super informative while still remaining entertaining and relatable. There's no judging or preaching and honestly just feels like sharing stories and experiences with old friends. Love following along. Well done, guys. Well, That's thank awesome. you, Ashley. We yeah. really appreciate that. And thank you know, you. it's it's funny. I don't think it's a coincidence that feedback of no judging or preaching. In the past week or so, I've heard from multiple um, sources feedback on the show that they really appreciate that we're not really pushing for anything. Like we are a home birth show. Obviously, it's doing it at home. We had a home birth, but ultimately, I think it translates through this show that we're not saying you have to do home birth. Yeah, like, yeah. I think we're, you know, we just want to present stories and conversation around home birth that weren't otherwise getting um, a platform and didn't have, and there was certainly an audience clearly hungry for this stuff, but there just really wasn't a place for it. So that's what we were aiming to do. And, you know, I tell everyone that I talk to about this show or anytime I'm interviewed about the show, ultimately it's about presenting it as an option for those who didn't know it could be like us. We didn't know. And so we're just putting it out there. And if it does work great, or if you do some research and all that that means is you feel more affirmed in whatever decision you were doing beforehand and you didn't change anything about it, 
that's amazing too. That's beautiful. So that's what we want. And that's what we're about here. So thank you again, Ashley, for that and for everyone else on on their feedback. If you want to connect with us more in any way, just go to the website and you can find all of the platforms and possibilities of ways to connect with us. So that's diahpodcast.com. And thank you guys so much again for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. We love you. And um, we'll see you next time. Peace. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.